This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Wait, did we? We did the same Merry Christmas, everybody! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson, and I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan, and we just did choreography that was unplanned. Unrehearsed. We were truly in sync right now. We really were. I was JC. You were Justin. That's right, yeah. We yeah. were in sync. That's right. I Thank like you. That. <laughs> um, welcome, folks, to the Christmas Countdown Show. This is episode 312, or episode 12 of season three, if you will, um, as it were. As it were. And uh, <laughs> today we are here, Eric and Danny. We got Chris Sisley. We got <laughs> John Ewing. They're both here. They're helping us out. We are happy that you're with us. We are happy that you're checking us out. Uh, today we are going to be talking about, this is a good one, because today, if you're listening to this yeah. on Drop Day, Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates. Yes. I think it's called Remembrance Day up in Canada. No, Remembrance Day is Veterans Day in Canada. Okay. But they do their Thanksgiving, I think, on a different day. Sure. Yeah. Everyone sort of does but it this at is different American times. Thanksgiving Day. It we're is true. Americans, yes. so we're going to celebrate. We are. Thanksgiving today. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, and in fact, we are going to be doing our list is going to be the top five things that we are thankful for this year yes. so this is gonna be good hopefully we'll have some emotions which will be good um and uh we are now which is exciting we've been leading up to this we said yeah. this on the last episode that post thanksgiving we are in it we are in it everybody are is officially in it. i realized my clap was kind of loud it may have sounded like a gunshot scared me for a, a second shot in the room i just flipped over know, the back of the chair <laughs> did you know that my i clap extremely loud yes and have I talked about this? When we I've been at about the it, theater. I think in a past episode, or maybe it was a bonus episode. Yeah, people will give me dirty looks when I clap in the theater because. That is, I mean, that that's a loud that really clap. just like. And people are like, jeez, Louise. But we talked about the people on stage. They appreciate they, it. They appreciate it. And that. I'm doing it for them. That's who we're doing it for. That's I mean, it's, it's really an about. exchange of energy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Danny, I see that you're wearing your uh, I'm in my Christmas era uh, sweatshirt, which I is very am. cool, which is. Some of our merch, make sure you check out our merch yes. store. I'm also wearing some of our merch, which is great. I love yours. Um, uh, mine is the list of all of the reindeers. I was going to say all the Rudolphs, but all of the reindeer. Oh, he's one of them. He's, he is one of, of the Rudolphs yes. are on there. That's true. All of them are on here. Um, but it made me think. I went to go see the uh, Taylor Swift movie the other day. How was that? It was fun. I got to say, I went to an 820 showing. But not by yourself. Let's not by clarify. myself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I went with Lisa and Miles and Sophie oh, and wow. her friends uh, Luna and Felix. Okay. Um, and Miles was very excited. He had on a couple of uh, Taylor Swift oh, bracelets, friendship bracelet friendship bracelets, thing, yeah. Because um, he's he considers himself a little Swifty. Is he is really? Cool. Yeah, he loves it. He doesn't know it nearly as much as Sophie does. Sophie is a full fledged Swifty. Okay. Um, but I gotta say, it was really fun to go to it. So Lisa and Sophie went to the actual concert at SoFi Stadium. Okay. And this the movie is actually of the night that they went. Oh, that's which amazing. is kind of cool. So like this movie will live, you know, forever and they'll be able to say like we were at we that were there, concert, which that's is cool. That's really cool. Um but it's really well produced. Clearly you can see why Taylor Swift is just such a big deal. I mean, yeah. she really is such a pro. The movie is three hours long, oh my so it's gosh. very long. Miles fell asleep about probably an hour into it, so I spent the last two hours of it like supporting his head <laughs> on my shoulder, and I couldn't really like dance along like I wanted to. Right. Um, 
But Sophie and her friend Luna were doing that. And all of the other people in the theater were as well. People brought like light up sticks. Dude. They were like bouncing up and down in their chairs. Some people were standing. They were definitely singing along the whole time. That's awesome. And I mean, just like super emotive singing along just like oh my god like just like so <laughs> emotional and like using their arms and their whole bodies to sing it was awesome and it was really it was so cool to see my daughter just be like so passionate about mm. something i mean she's passionate about a lot of stuff but really seeing her and especially because she was with her best friend luna yeah. like they were just like just living their best life like truly that phrase living your best yeah. life and to see them do that and to sort of just like watch them watch the movie is what was so enjoyable mm. about it but it was it was very cool that's amazing i did see a, a clip of taylor over the weekend that i yeah. think a lot of people probably saw oh, of yeah. her down in argentina Aires, yeah yeah she called out uh travis kelsey that guy from the chiefs yeah come straight home the to me. from the chiefs yeah. uh and i think the best part of it now this is becoming like a taylor swift uh <laughs> that's right you know, fan podcast She's so very pretty. quickly uh but she does have some great christmas music but i loved the reaction of her dancers because you could tell that they didn't know. They didn't know she, she was, was going to say that. Like they're yeah. all, they finished the move and they all kind of look at Whoa. her like, Whoa, okay. she went there. And then somebody was filming because cameras are everywhere yeah. now, was filming Travis standing with his dad. Yeah. And his dad like just started losing and yeah. high fiving him and all that sort of stuff. It, it's funny how their relationship is just sort of like captivated yeah. people. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. It's it is like interesting. A podcast, I think. <laughs> Especially because she's been in many very high profile relationships which right. is sort of like a little bit of her thing you know it's not her whole thing i don't want to you know relegate her down to yeah. just her relationships but it is a part of her thing is that she's dated a lot of famous people and then writes good songs about them when yeah. she's in love and then when they break <laughs> up she writes songs about how she hates them right um which is great and use your life for art yeah. but it is you're right it's like i think part of it is that nfl factor to it that you know the nfl is huge in america and the fact that she's dating an nfl not just an nfl player but one of the Superstar, faces of yeah. the nfl um who seems like very seems all like american and yeah, like super down to earth and accessible and funny yeah and has a great relationship with his brother obviously yeah. and his folks like yeah. yeah and so it's like you have like the two biggest entities yeah who are in their prime the nfl and Taylor Swift, yeah. like coming to get, it's like Combined, both worlds. Yeah. It's like the perfect crossover. Yes. You know, we talk about co-viewing. Like yeah. Taylor and Travis have turned like football and music into like a co-viewing experience. I'm really, that. as we get into the holidays, like I wonder if there's going to be something holiday related that if I they know. do. I was saying to, um, to Sophie that I was like, I wish that Taylor Swift would do one of those things where like we don't know that she's coming out with a Christmas mm. album, but just like all of a sudden on a random Tuesday, they're like, Taylor Swift dropped 15 Christmas tracks, and you're like, oh my god, that would be you awesome. know that would be amazing. You know that Jason Kelsey, Taylor, uh, not Taylor, uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, right, who plays for the Eagles, he has a Christmas album. Do you know oh, about that's this? Right, him and the offensive line yes. from the Eagles recorded a Christmas album last year, and I don't know if they did a second one. But I've been getting more like videos of their recording of that album yeah. has been coming into my feed. So I don't know if it's just recycling. Um, but I think that's so fun because he is not really that good of a singer. <laughs> so it's a lot of like, 
Merry Christmas, baby. Oh, you know, like amazing. all very low, and it's not, he's not showing off any kind of. Plan. Right. Wouldn't it be amazing if they did a collab with, with Taylor, Taylor Swift? Yeah. And they're like her background singers. It's like <laughs> Taylor and the Eagles offensive and line just yeah. dancing behind her. That's so good. That'd, yeah. be, uh, that'd be incredible. But yeah, if you want to uh, get your hand on some like Taylor inspired yeah. uh, merch, we have this I'm in my Christmas era hoodie, yeah. which I'm wearing. It also comes in a sweatshirt. Um, I feel like it's. It's just, it's all where we're at right now. We are all in our Christmas era. And if you want to rep that and shout it out from the rooftops, you can grab it at christmascountdownshow.com. And while you're there, why don't you go over to our social media? You can follow us at Christmas Countdown Show on TikTok, Instagram, Threads. And we are also at Xmas Pod on the X. And if you want to watch these episodes and see this awesome merch yeah. we're talking about, go to youtube.com slash countdown network. And you can see full episodes of our show and Disney countdown and soon theater countdown. I'm sure will be up on there yeah. too, which is, um, super, super fun. And while you're doing all that, why not review the show? You should leave us a review. Let us know what you, what you like. And heck, we've said this before. If you don't like it, let us if know. you're like, why did you commit seven minutes of a Christmas podcast to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Post Let us it. know. We will t- we will share that with That's the right. world. Uh, so you can rate and review. Uh, you can review on Apple, and you can leave a re- rating on Spotify as well. And if you want to leave a review, just email that to us, Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com. I love our email address, by the way. Yeah? It's just good. I do, too. It just it feels... You know what's funny is... <laughs> because like when you create an email address, like you have to assign a name to it. Yeah. So like when I created it, it's first name Chris. Sure. Last name Kringle. <laughs> we get emails all the time. It's like, hey Chris, hey Chris, with a K, uh, <laughs> all the time, all the time. That's funny. Um, but speaking of reviews, we have one Ooh. Uh, to share with the folks. Read it uh, to us. Now this is two reviews in a row where the subject has been those five extra like, shiny, extra shiny star on top of your tree, golden, golden stars. stars. I love that. And this one comes to us from a user named M Fluet, M F L U E T. Maybe they are from French Canada. Maybe they are. Let us know. Uh, their their review is short and sweet. Okay. It is. I love this show. It's the best Christmas podcast I've ever heard! Exclamation point. Tell your friends, folks. You want your bells jingled? You heard it here first. Listen to this. That's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you, Influent, for that very very kind review. Very nice. uh, we appreciate that. And, and speaking of, you know, our close friends and family, we have some new Patreon. We do indeed. Um, you can definitely follow us uh, on Patreon. Yep. Uh, sign up. You get a bunch of bonus content. You get to join the Facebook group, the Christmas Crew, very active Facebook group. Uh, and if you join. Our new policy as of this past year uh, <laughs> is that we're going to shout you out. So these are a few new uh, people we got. And we're going to write you a song. That's right. Uh, Terrence. Terrence, Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining the Patreon. T. And uh, Melody from Manchester, England. Yeah. Man, I don't know what accent I did there. Manchester, England. It's kind of Manchester Irish. England. Whenever I hear Manchester, England, I think of one thing and one thing alone. What's that? Manchester, England, England. What's that? From Hair. The oh, musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I see Manchester, I don't sure, think yeah. of soccer. You don't think of Manchester I don't think United? Of Man U. No. I think of that line from there you Hair, go. which yeah. I've only seen once. I did Hair. Did you? I did. I played Burger. At where? where I did go? it at the Barn Theater. Oh, you love that place. Yeah. You were just there recently. I was there doing uh, Margaritaville there. How yeah. was that? We haven't talked about it. Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was f- super fun. I loved directing, which was fun. Um, it was fun to be in the show as well. Um, especially doing, you know, I'd done it, you know, from its very first reading all the way up through Broadway. And now I was doing it with a bunch of like 
college kids that were like just discovering Jimmy Buffett and just discovering the show. So it was very cool to sort of introduce it to a new generation of people. And yeah, was that uh, full circle? Because you did shows at the barn when you were younger, yep. right? Well, not younger, but like right out of school. It was where my first professional job was. It's where I met Lisa. Um, so it was awesome. And it was also it was a little done with a heavy heart because Jimmy passed like right while we right. were doing it. So that was like kind of an interesting thing to happen to be celebrating his music, but also mm. like me being slightly personally sad, not yeah. slightly, but very personally sad that, you know, he had passed. Um, Cause but, he would come to the show, right? Oh, yeah. When we, you guys we did it on Broadway, Broadway he yeah. came every other week and, and would make he, like surprise appearances. Yep. Right? And he would, he'd come out during the curtain call and sing Margaritaville with us. And, People awesome. would just go nuts. It was so cool. Like, cause he he wouldn't announce it and but he came enough that like people were excited. Like they knew like there was a possibility that Jimmy might be there. So awesome. And he would just come out and like the crowd would just go nuts. I remember for the closing night performance, we did a thing where there's a moment during the song Volcano when everybody's like trying to run off the island and yeah. it's mass chaos. And there's a moment where my character of Brick and Tully, who's the other main guy, we like run on with boxes of like, you know, vodka and stuff. We're like, <laughs> which way to the boat? The provision. You know, yeah, yeah. The stuff you need. And so that scene we ran out to be like, which way to the boat? But Jimmy was between us and he had like two margaritas in his hand. And just and it was just in the middle of the show, so people really were not expecting it. Yeah, and like we ran out, and we're like, "Which way to the boat?" And everybody's like, "That's just Jimmy," you know. And like people freaked out. They like we had to stop the music because yeah. so many people were were excited to see him. But that's he amazing. Was, he was and great, he did Christmas guy. music too. I feel like we yeah. don't talk about his Christmas music. He does. Yeah, enough. he has a very famous Melikilikimaka yeah. version and in Christmas Island, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 He was a great, great guy. Yeah. Um. He. What people saw of him is exactly what he was in real life. He was so positive. He was so present wherever he was. Um, when he would come into the rooms and work with us, he was just so jovial. And, like, it wasn't a show. You could tell he was truly, you know, we talked in the last episode about, like, cultivating gratefulness yeah. and, like, just living your life in the moment. I've never met a person who was just more solidly in the moment and finding joy and letting anything negative just slide right off his shoulders with no, not a care in the world. Yeah. And he was obviously so successful. And I think that his attitude in life really was a, a big part of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think you get that vibe from everything yeah. from his music to even going to his restaurants. Yeah. Like it just feels like the most casual chill man. Chill man. Like, you know, like you you shared, you talked about like this too shall pass. Yep. Like there'll be great times. There'll be hard times, but we can make it through, yep. you know, like just yeah. let it slide, baby. It's you know? pretty cool. He said, uh, so Mac McAnally is his like main guitar player. Um, who's, a country artist of his own right. um, uh, accord. But uh, I just saw a thing posted the other day that Mac was saying the last things that Jimmy said to him was basically like, it's been a heck of a ride. Mm. Just keep the party going. Keep the party going. And so they've said that, you know, the band, the Coral Reefer band is like, we're going to go out and tour again. And I don't know if they're going to bring in somebody like a Kenny Chesney or something who's, you know, a huge yeah. super fan to sort of like fill the place or if they're going to just sing the songs themselves. And I think they're still kind of figuring that out. But I, I like that Jimmy in his last moments didn't have a sense of like, woe is me and like, I'm right. so sad it's over. He was like, 
I've had a great time, and I want you guys to continue to have a good time as well, which is cool. Can we, we weren't planning on this, but can we just play a little bit of maybe one of Jimmy's Christmas songs right now? What what do you think? Christmas Island or Melakalikimaka? What do you think? Let me let me pull it up here. All right, we'll pull something up here real quick. I feel like this is a good time to honor him. I think you and I chatted about this not long after he had passed, is like yeah. trying to find a way to honor him at some point this season. And this sort of organically yeah. happened. We don't have Came any yeah, notes yeah. here on the phones or on the whiteboards here in the studio, but um, what it was about, like a good time. What about this one? This one's called Ho, Ho, Ho and a Bottle of Rum. Why not? Get some island Christmas in your life. Yes, with the whistle. How do you not smile when you listen to this music? You can't help it, yeah. Yes. Santa's stressed out. That <laughs> happens, yeah. He's got veins in his brain and chimney scars cover his buns. <laughs> he hates to admit it, but Christmas is more work than fun. <laughs> more work than fun for Santa. He needs a vacation from bad decorations and snow. Mr. Claus has escape plans. Love the harmonies. Yeah. The steel drum. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, Jimmy. So good. Oh. Pour one out for Jimmy this holiday season, right? That's right. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I'm glad we got to do that. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, So while we're chatting about theater, I I do feel like we need to do a proper check-in. You are in rehearsals for a Christmas musical happening here in LA, Christmas Story the Musical. How's it going? How's Um, the show looking? How are you feeling? Thanks, man. Uh, Yeah, so we are in rehearsals for Christmas Story. It's going to be at the Amundsen Theater, uh, produced by Center Theater Group here in LA. So you can uh, look that up if you want to get tickets. If you live anywhere in Southern California, we'd love for you to come to the show. Uh, We already have a few of our listeners have told me that they got tickets, which is exciting. Yeah, That's amazing. And Santa J. Claus told me he wants to come see you, too. He's going to make a trip down from the North Pole. Yeah. Um, it's been going really good. First of all, the the show is great. It's such a charming version of Christmas Story. It gives you all of the moments from the movie that you love yeah. are musicalized in the show. The only thing that's not in the show that I, I was telling him, I was like, I wish we had this one moment. I love when... Um, Little Ralphie has the sort of dream sequence of being blind because oh, right. of the soap. And he comes in and the parents are like, Ralphie, what happened to you? How did you go blind? And he goes, it was, it was soap poisoning. <laughs> I love that line. And that's not in the musical. Scene. Right. But um, but it is on our website. It is on our website. That's right. Um, and you can get a merch shirt of that. Uh, but no, the show's going really good. The cast is so good. Uh, the kid cast, there's like 15 kids in the show. And they really? Do, they do tap dancing and singing and dancing and like a bunch of stuff. It's a very heavy wow. kids show. 
Um, the kid that we have playing uh, Ralphie is so good. His name's Kai. Um, he's an actor from Chicago. He's actually from the suburbs of Chicago, oh, which really? is really cool. The West That's suburbs. Awesome. So he, he's from St. Charles, which is like two towns over from where I grew up, which That's is great. very cool. Um, he's like a, I think he does like opera. He's like a real, he's probably 12 years old, but he's like a, a really, really good voice. That's amazing. good little actor. Um, the kid Henry Witcher, who's playing uh, Randy. I know his mom. She's a, a Broadway actress. Oh, cool. Favor. Um, he's doing a great job. Um, Sabrina Sloan is playing the mom opposite me. She's spectacular. Um, we have this guy named Chris, uh, who is playing the narrator, playing mm. the Gene Shepherd part. Right. And he's been doing the show since 2014. So he like oh knows it really, really well. And we did our first read through of the show the other day. And when it gets to the end of the show, I'm telling you, this show is going to punch you in the feels so hard. Really? It's like a charming show for like 80% of it. You just feel <laughs> light and like, oh, this is fun. And I like, oh, I remember that moment. That's cute. That's fun. And then at the end of the show, it hits you so, mm. so hard. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to hit you so hard. Okay. Um, and he does. He's a big part of that uh, happening. It's been great. Our directors are great. The set is great. I've been having fun as the old man. We did a uh, major award the other day, which is oh, a big, fun. huge uh, production number with a lot of leg lamps. And I'm holding a leg <laughs> lamp. And the ensemble are all holding leg lamps. There's a leg lamp kick line. Oh, amazing. It's the whole thing. So uh, it's going really well. I'm very, very excited about doing it. I think that people are going to enjoy it. I, I hope that a lot of people can come see it if they're uh, in California at all. And I was saying to Lisa the other day, I was like, after I do this show... I will have done Elf, Christmas Story, and now I need to do Grinch. Oh, right. At next Christmas, I want to find a production of Grinch somewhere and play oh, the Grinch. You've got to make that happen. Because then it'll like be like a, a trifecta Grinch. of uh, Christmas musical theater. I didn't know they did a Grinch oh, musical. Yeah. A I don't very, think I've seen that anymore. A lot of people do it. They do, um, they've been doing a production at La Jolla for a long time, okay. a lot of years in a row. Or maybe it's no, it's the old globe. They do it at the old globe okay. down in San Diego. But yeah, the Grinch. Uh, the Grinch was on Broadway for a little while. Was it really? And, and they did one of those Broadway schedules where they would do like fifteen shows a week. Oh, that's right. Patrick Page. Yep, played the Grinch. That's right. Yeah. Who yeah. is incredible? He was inspirited. Oh, oh my gosh, his voice. Yeah. If if you want to just get a taste of Patrick Page's Ooh. voice, go listen to the Hades Town soundtrack. He's like the songbird. He sings like, so low and so full, it's amazing. It's like how do you sing with that much gusto, yeah. that low? And it just and you see his face and you hear the voice. And you're like, it works. Yep, yep. It it, all, it all is absolutely sense. perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm so excited to Thank to you. go see the show and. Hopefully, maybe at some point this season we can find a way yeah. to maybe record down there or yeah. do something with, with the show. The show is actually asking me about that. So we're going to be talking about that soon, about doing some sort of Christmas countdown, Christmas story crossover event. Can I dress up like a leg lamp and learn the choreography? Very possibly. Oh, yes. Very possibly. Dream come true. I'll talk to some people. Dream come true. I've never <laughs> tapped in my life. Um, that's right. But I've watched a lot of Gene Kelly. Yeah, so that's I feel like it's either going to go really great or really bad. That's all you need. Either way, it'll be entertaining. Yes. Um, well, this feels like a good time for a game, maybe? Yeah, what do you think? Do you want to do a game? Let's yeah. do a game. Chris has got a game for us today. I do. I have a game. We are playing a brand new game to Christmas Countdown. I forgot what show we were doing. <laughs> I have a brand new game for Christmas Countdown show. This one is called, with a little help, for my friends. Oh, I can buy a little help for my friends. 
Thank you, Ringo. Please don't make us take that down. <laughs> Very short. Sure. He's listening right now. That's right. Have you guys heard the new Beatles song they just released? I yeah. Have. Now and Then. Is that now what it's called, then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Know. It's all right. It's not like, if, it's not yesterday, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool the way that they, you know, used technology to bring essentially a demo tape that John Lennon had sure. made to full fruition so i have questions about that yeah so did yeah. they so they had the demo tape and then they like created orchestrations for it and recorded yeah. it present day yeah. so this isn't all old stuff it's a mixture no of it's a mixture of new. everything okay. so and there's even george harrison has guitar parts that he recorded so basically oh, wow. lennon had recorded this um demo of this song on a you know little cassette yeah and it was just him playing the piano and then but it was very scratchy and the quality was not great in the '90s, uh, uh, George, not George, uh, Paul wanted to like try to make it into okay. like a full Beatles song, but they could never get John's voice and the piano separated because at the time technology didn't allow that. But now they're able to really like separate. This is John's voice. This is the piano. Wow! And then they took you know George Harrison and recorded some guitar tracks that's amazing and, yeah so it's kind of cool how they put it together so cool if you haven't checked it out it's yeah stream it and there's a 12 minute like documentary that you can find online of the putting oh, it amazing together. yeah love it Very all right cool. chris what do you got i guess for we us? should play a game huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's play a game it's time once again to test your disney knowledge disney <laughs> <laughs> it's time once again to test your christmas knowledge what makes this game special is that you'll be giving each other clues to get the right answers here's how it works before we recorded i separately shared with you both some well-known Christmas-related stuff broken down by categories. Mm -hmm. I then asked you three questions about those things, and your answers will serve as clues to help the other person guess the things that I've given you. Mm. Keep this in mind. Getting uh, the answer correct isn't as important as giving an answer that will give the other person the oh, correct yeah. answer. Okay. And you, you both did very good that? with that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I definitely did. Yeah. I was like, am I cheating with some of these answers? I don't know. We'll find out shortly. We'll see. <laughs> well, I, I famously don't keep scores, so there's no way you could possibly cheat. <laughs> that's true. As long as we win, I'm happy. <laughs> Everybody wins. That's the way these games work. Perfect. Speaking of these games, if you don't understand how this game works, just like all the other ones, you will get it after the first one, I hope. We'll start with Eric. I will read the questions and his answers, and then we'll turn it over to Danny to see if he can guess correctly based on those answers. Ooh. If you're not able to come up with the correct answers, I will give the correct answers for the three questions, and we'll see if that helps a little bit. Okay. okay. I think we're going to Either way, this. I'll give the correct yeah. answers at the end of each round so we can see what the answers are, because they're pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> the first category is actors that played secondary characters in Christmas movies. Ooh, Love okay. it. Love okay. that category. So this, I asked Eric... This actor's first major film role was in what classic 1982 comedy movie? Eric said, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Moving on. Although this actor earned their professional first name as an infant for their stern look, what is their birth name? And Eric said, Jur? Jur. That's a good clue. Okay. And finally, this actor earned an Emmy nomination for their appearance on Seinfeld. What were they referred to as on the show? And Eric answered, close talker. Close talker. I didn't watch any Seinfeld. Mm. No, really? no. I didn't watch. I know. We need, to, we need to unpack that. <laughs> I've always thought I need to go back after living in New York. I feel like I have oh to gosh, go yeah. back and. Just and, as a person, you need to watch it. I know. Okay. Jur. Mm -hmm. So these are. So I have to guess what character this person You have to played. guess the actor. I have to guess the actor. Yes. Jur. Mm -hmm. Like as in J.E.R. Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. Or at least Eric said that. Right. 
and he was a close talker. N none of these answers are confirmed yet, okay. but those are the ones that some he gave. Some might be right, some might be wrong. Okay, close yeah. talker. <sighs> oh, man. Juror. Jur that one's throwing me, because I feel like that you're really trying to get me somewhere with that one. Yeah. I sure am. Like manager. <laughs> sure am. Like manager, maybe. Hmm? Or Do you know many people not. named manager? <laughs> manager? Oh. <laughs> read him read him what that second question yeah is. yeah let me hear the second question second question again. again although this actor earned their professional first name as an infant for their stern look mm. what is their birth name now remember they don't have to be correct answers right. they have to lead you to the correct answer right so like germaine or it can't be they have a stern look a stern is look. what got them their professional name which right. is the name you're trying to get to right uh oh my gosh i'm sure there are people who are listening right now who are losing oh, their it's minds deafening it's deafening <laughs> are they screaming at me right now juror <laughs> yeah. i don't know why it, the germane well let me help you out then i will tell you that fast times at richmond high is correct okay. and so is close talker correct and okay. i will tell you that the correct answer although it will probably not help you his first name was edward edward that's not helpful that's not helpful at all not we helpful your mind. okay Juror is way more helpful. Way more helpful. Are we saying juror or juror? Juror. Juror. Oh, juror. Like on a jury? Juror. Oh, I thought you were saying jurors in like Germany or juror. Juror. Juror, like a jury member. Okay. It's one of those words the that the more you say it, you're like, is that an actual word? Yeah. Juror. Yeah, juror. 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 So a juror. Um, Fast Times at Richmond High. Fast Times at Richmond High. Secondary Christmas characters. Secondary Christmas characters. Oh my gosh! Can we give him the I'm, film I, that the actor's in? Dude, I can't. Sure, you can give him I the can't film get if you there want. Right now, Santa Claus. Yeah, is the film. Oh my god! I know. That's what we were saying. Judge <laughs> Reinhold. That's it. Oh, so that is correct. Juror. Okay. Sure. Now the juror Judge. thing. I my brain went so far down this juror that I was like Germany, Jer Jerry, Jer manager, Jermaine. Jermaine, yeah, <laughs> but we got there. Yeah, this is it. Okay, all right. Let's see where I well, did there. Okay, all right. Let's see if if I did anything to help you or hinder you. <laughs> so I asked Danny these questions: How many sitcoms has this actor starred in that were named after them? He said one. Okay. Next question: In addition to acting, this person has also released numerous albums of what genre? Danny said jazz. And finally, this actor earned their first primetime Emmy for their portrayal of what character on the hit TV show, Big Bang Theory? Danny said, Buddy's Papa. Bob Newhart. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I was like, am I cheating by saying this? That's good. Okay. Not cheating at all. That's exactly yeah. what, the, what the game okay, is. Okay, okay. That's it, you did it. Great. <laughs> was I I was will say one, that right? he, uh, there, he was on four different shows where they used his name, Bob oh, Newhart really? Show, Newhart, Newhart Bob, Bob, and then another show called George and Leo, and George is actually his real name, so that's how Whoa. they got the four. I did not know and that. He, and obviously, he's a comedian, so he had a yes. comedy album. I thought, it, I was like, is it a comedy or a spoken word sort of thing? But I was like, he, I could see him sing a little jazz. Maybe a little new I heart jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. But we it. got there. I like it. Okay. I got to admit something. I've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Really? Oh, so it's so good. Oh, like, man. That's why, because is he... It's not Keanu Reeves is in that one. It's um, uh, McConaughey. Uh, no, it's no. Um, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah. See, I've never it's seen Spicoli. it. It's Yeah. So that's why, like, had I seen it, I think I would have got Judge Reinhold sure. very, very quickly. Sure, sure. They definitely deal with some heavy stuff, but it's super good movie. Yeah, great movie. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. And the next time we play the game, I'll be ready. You'll be more prepared. For the juror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
here's our next category. I really like this category. This is movies that take place at Christmas but aren't Christmas movies. Okay. I wondered what the category was going to be when I saw the movie you gave me. Okay. Okay. So I asked Eric, in what year was this movie released? And he said 1992. Okay. Then I asked him, what white-haired actor plays one of the antagonists in this movie? He said Danny DeVito. And lastly, once the lead singer of the new wave group Oingo Boingo, what musician composed the score for this film? And he said Danny Elfman. What do you think? White-haired. Did you say Dan Aykroyd? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. DeVito. Oh, oh. I think those are all correct answers or close. Okay, Danny DeVito takes place during the holidays. You said 1992? Is that what you said? 1992, yeah. Okay. If it helps, I'll say that one answer is incorrect. Okay. Danny Elfman, Danny DeVito. My name's Danny. It is. Born in 82. 92 was a good year. Um... It's not. Let's all take a step inside Danny's mind. Yeah, 1992 was to do play baseball, probably most likely. Um, oh my gosh, the only movies that are coming to mind I know aren't correct. Oh, is it is it ba- uh, Batman? Batman? Um, is it Batman ba- Returns? I'll Batman give it to Returns. you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not forever. Yes. Was I wrong on the year? You're wrong on the white-haired antagonist. That would be Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. The white hair. I was like, I don't think Danny DeVito has white hair in this, but... I was teeing up a Christopher Walken impersonation, but it didn't come to fruition. I see. But DeVito (laughs) got me there because he plays the penguin. Right, yeah. Yeah. He does play That helped me greatly. It still works. It still works. There we go. And I love Batman. I would have been really disappointed in myself if I hadn't gotten that one. That was good. This is really testing my brain right now. Yeah, I like this. So here's the next one. I asked Danny... What legendary actor played the titular character's father figure? And Danny said, bro, I legit have no idea. Snippy McCutterson? <laughs> and then I asked him, what superstar singer expressed interest in playing the lead role? Danny said, boy George. And finally, what famous boy band member has an uncredited role as a young boy playing on a slip and slide? Danny said, Joey McIntyre. Oof. The okay. first one is really what you should listen to there. Really? Or are you joking? Surprisingly, the first one is one you should listen to. Yeah. Give me the, the question and answer to the first one. What legendary actor played the titular character's father figure? And Danny said, bro, I legit have no idea. Snippy McCutterson. Snippy McCutterson? <laughs> Snippy McCutterson. Think of snow. Snippy McCutterson. Edward Scissorhands? That is correct. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Nippy McCutters. I was like, I have no idea who <laughs> played so funny. the, the Darren. Who does play the dad in Edward Scissorhands? I'll go through the answers. That one was Vincent Price. Oh, yeah. The superstar singer that expressed interest in playing lead role was Michael Jackson. Ooh. Ooh. And the famous boy band member that has an uncredited role in the film is Nick Carter. Whoa. Look at that. I was between Joey Mack and J.C. Chazé. I was trying to think age-wise who would have been a kid at that point in sure, time. Sure, yeah, yeah. And you I know, like, I got to hang out with Joey McIntyre a little bit. Really? Because he does Broadway, yeah, he right? He does Broadway, yeah. How was I, that? I have him in my phone. Really? <laughs> As Joey Mack or Joey McIntyre? I think McIntyre? Joey McIntyre, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, he came to see Margaritaville, and I met him backstage, and then I was at like a benefit that we both performed at, 
and we were at the after party and we just like kind of ended up next to each other and then spent the good majority of the night just hanging out and talking oh and he was a real cool guy. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Amazing. We'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Call him <laughs> up. All right. Give us the next one. Whew. This is the last category. This is decorations. Okay. Mm. So I, like, I, asked I like some of my answers here. Me too. Okay. <laughs> these, are, these are some good Can't answers. Can't wait to hear yours. Yeah. I asked Eric, this decoration originated in Nuremberg, Germany, in what year? And he said 1750. Okay. Then I asked, what does the French word that this decoration is named after translate to in English? And he said, metal prison. Which is very clever, by the way. Very okay. clever. Okay. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> okay. And the last one is, in the early 20th century, this decoration was typically made of lead, but due to the risk of poisoning, it is now made from what material? And he answered plastic. Okay. Christmas decoration. Metal mm -hmm. cage? Metal prison. Metal, metal cage. prison. Metal prison, yeah. You could go with metal cage, though. Metal prison. Sure. What, what goes into a... Okay, a bird cage, but we don't use bird cages. Oh, no. Couldn't be. This is just the French translation of the word. French translation yeah. of the word. Okay. So does that mean it's a French decoration? No, it, 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 it derived in uh, Nuremberg, Germany. Nuremberg, Germany. In, okay. Presumably 1750. Yeah. 1750. Metal prison. I'll give you a hint. Metal prison. Yeah. Don't think it is metal prison. Metal prison. Okay. Two words. Okay. Oh, okay. I like the O okay because it's like, oh, I don't know what it is. But when you, <laughs> well, maybe I, yeah. can, I can will it if I say that. I'm really <laughs> hoping that something clicks in my brain in this moment. Prison could also be called a jail. Or a cage. Or it could be called a cage. Yeah. Uh, metal prison. Do you want me to give you the correct answers and see if that maybe helps a little bit? Yeah. It's not Nicolas Cage. That. No. It's not Nicholas Cage. Decoration. The decoration originated in 1610, which okay. is not important. Pretty close. The French word uh, that it translates to in English is sparkle, and okay. it's currently made out of PVC. PVC? Really? Plastic is fine. Wow. PVC. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm really having a tough one, tough time with this one. Cage. Prison. Uh, <laughs> because I know it, it makes me laugh. Should I get this one? When you hear it, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm just imagining all these people just losing it, listening to this episode right now. What are some different metals? Lead, uh, steel. Keep going. Uh, aluminum. Keep going. Iron, uh, copper, brass, silver. Silver? No. Gold. No. Um, bronze. Titanium. What are cans made out of? What are cans made out of? Aluminum. Tin. Yeah. Oh my god. And then prison. Oh. Go ahead. Say Cell. It. Yeah. Tinsel. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> he got there. <laughs> Metal prison. Okay. I got well because when I hear so, like it's, yeah prison, I was like jail. I wasn't thinking cell. That was good though. That was a smart one. Okay. We got there. We got there. My brain is so exhausted <laughs> for this game. Yeah. I asked Danny. The tradition most closely associated with this decoration started in what century? He said the 18th century. I asked him then, this decoration is the floral emblem of what state? He said Miss, capital M-I-S-S, Mississippi. And finally, the decoration's name comes from what Anglo-Saxon words? And he said Missin' Toastals. Wait, say that again? <laughs> 
Well, it's not a real word. Missing toastals. Toastals? I guess so. T O A S T E L S? T O E S T U L E. Toastal. Toastal? Missing toastal. Mistletoe? That is correct. Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That was good. Wrap it up. They came out in the first century. Wow. Oklahoma and missile and tan. Those are the two words that it comes from. Oh, I wasn't tan. Did you say that mistletoe came out in the first century? The first century. Wow. Holy moly. It's been around that long. Jesus times. There's been a lot of kissing going on. For real. Yeah. That's why we got overpopulation we of got the earth. People, they've been just hanging out on the mistletoe <laughs> at the holiday season too much since the oh first century. Uh, that was a good game, Chris. That was fun. I like that a lot. That was very, very good. Um, uh, uh, should we get to our list? Uh, we should, but or there's no, we one, have one thing. other thing. Yeah, we actually we have two things two to things? get through. Okay, great. one we got a gift that okay, we great. meant to open in the last episode. Uh, speaking of uh, sort of like mistletoe and holly and all the things, very cool. This rapid. bag that it came in is decorated uh, like that. Now this, I believe. Okay, so this person tried to send this to us last year, mm. and for some reason it got returned. Okay, and so they reached out to us and like I really still want to get this to you guys if I can, and so they sent it again. In a very festive bag that'll show yes. all the people who are watching. Do you want to open her? Sure. Open it up. Yeah, there you go. Now don't shake it because it does sound a little fragile. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, I hear it. Yeah. All right. This is from uh, Melissa, who is in New York. She lives, uh, I think, uh, uptown. Right, uptown Funk. Uptown Funk. That's like our buddy Lanny. Lanny. All right. All right, here we go. I Do love the bag. Where, that can, bag. where can one get this bag? It, it like feels like you can just get it at the bag. post office. Have you seen that? You just walk into the lobby there while you're waiting in line. They have all these festive little like bags you can and boxes you can ship oh, stuff okay. in. Might, Do you need a might need a cutting a knife or let's see, here. Um, let's see. John, do you have like something we could puncture tape with over there? Uh, not maybe the pen. Can we just Do you have a pin? Or excuse me, a pen? Oh, Wait, that'll, yeah. Key. Oh, you do? We got a bottle opener. Here we go. Oh, he's got a key. All right. Popping it open. I didn't know there was a box inside. Otherwise, the I would have come. Actually, you can see the return descender <laughs> label on there. There we go. Okay. All I'm right, in. Here we go. One more. There we go. Oh, I'm excited to see what this is. What, what do you think it is? It sounds almost like a cowbell. I was going to say a jingle bell. But there's two things in here. Ooh, Let's two. read the card first, okay. as is the way that one should. To Eric and Danny. What you, what's your feeling on actually licking closed an envelope or just closing it so people can open it? I have very specific thoughts on this. If I am writing the message in your card as I pull up to the front of your house, I will tuck it in so that way you don't feel the wetness on the envelope. Sure. If I am prepared and I get it done sooner, uh-huh. I lick it. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there you're pulling up to like the birthday party or oh, the yeah. anniversary or whatever it is and you're like eh, just tuck that in there i love this all right so the card let's talk about the card first okay can i see it says new york times square oh it is beautiful this look is like at that a card. vintage looking card oh my gosh. now you said that they live in new york so i actually wonder if they got this card maybe you can find it other places but my favorite store in new york Fine and Dandy. Have I talked about the store Fine and Dandy before? I think you mentioned it as like places to places shop. Places to shop, yes. Yeah, they yeah. do like mostly menswear stuff, but it's like 
spats and ties and cufflinks and money clips and pocket squares and hats and like cool cool. just stuff of like the old school dapper days yeah Um, but they have a lot of these very cool this is like really nice card stock it's looking downtown i think yeah um but it's got like kind of a little bit of like um glittery snow in it very beautiful uh it says dear eric and danny Merry Christmas. Here are some ornaments from New York City to add to your fantastically festive fan trees. Love that. Thank you so much for your podcast. I love listening and hope you do. Christmas countdown for many, many years. Fondly, Maddie, Mary, Missy in Manhattan. Oh, Fantastic. Thank you, Maddie. Oh, that's so... I think she even wrote like MMM as like the return uh, address on the outside of the box. That's awesome. Are they the same? I'm, I don't know. Let's, oh, let's dude! Each open one and Can I, see. I'm gonna shake it for the people. Well, they might be different because oh. mine doesn't have a oh. jingle that jingle or to it. Lost. Wait, you can't hear the bells ringing. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was good. Okay, we got some bubble wrap. Oh, this bubble is fun. Love me some bubble wrap. My kids love bubble wrap too. Okay, jingle jingle. Ooh. Oh my gosh, Ooh. Eric. These Mine are cool. is an apple. Oh, a big but it's apple. a jingle bell. That's really good. Wow. And mine is a skyline with the Empire State Building and a taxi cab and the Brooklyn Bridge and the Freedom Tower and the Statue of Liberty. That's very, a beautiful very ornament. Cool. I love. That. Is there a tree on the top of the cab, or what's on? Or is it just? Um, there is. Uh, like there's presents on top of the cab. Oh, cool. There's a wreath on the Empire State Building. And the Statue of Liberty has a Santa hat on. That is, is a great. beautiful ornament. Beautiful ornament. Thank you so much, Maddie. That is thank you, Maddie. So great. I'm gonna put it on right. That's now. so kind. If uh, if you want to send us an ornament, you can do so. If you just uh, send us an email, Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com, or DM us on social media, we can give you our PO box, and we love to put the cards on display here in the studio, and then we decorate, as Maddie was saying, the uh, the tree that um, is behind us here, and which is filling she up. She called it our fan tree. I know. I never thought of it that way. Before we've got, I mean, we've got fancy fan tree. We have got ornaments from uh, Kenya, yeah, Ireland, Ireland, New York, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I think we have some from like the mountains in Colorado. Is your nutcracker up there missing a leg? No, I just think his string's broken. And they're like full. No, there they are. He's got two. Oh, okay. Yeah, there they are. But his leg. Oh, okay. It's his leg is not connected or something. Well, I never like untied the string, so oh, like it's I not see. dangling in its full in glory. In its full glory. I yeah. See. Um, but I do love these trees. It just makes me happy. Like you know, people go look and like. I think you have one on your side that was like custom made out of wood over there. Yep. It says on the back, I think, where it's from. It was some like mountain town somewhere, but from Margie. Yeah, from Margie. Yeah. Um, we just. We love these. They're all different. They don't feel like... Amazing. They really don't feel like mass-produced. They feel no. like very custom-type things, which yes. you know is what the Christmas is all about. So so thank you, thank you so Maddie. much awesome. uh, for that. That was so, so kind. Uh, now, one thing to chat about before we get to yes. our countdown here. Um, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and Hallmark Channel has got their Merry Thanksgiving weekend programming going on. Starting today, we are getting seven brand-new movies. Not one. Not, not two, two, not, not three, three, or four. four, or five. How about six? No, I think you'll give you one more. Seven We're movies? We're going to give you seven oh movies, uh, Eric. This weekend is going to be packed with all the merriment starting tonight. Uh, and then there's a movie coming out this Sunday, which I'm really, really excited about, called A Biltmore Christmas. Mm. 
When I hear like a place being called Biltmore, the Biltmore, doesn't it just sound like very fancy, like very a place fancy. that's been there for generations, and like a hotel that's been around for two hundred years, or like yeah. a manor yeah. or something yeah. like that? Uh, so this movie uh, is about Lucy Hardgrove, mm-hmm. who is a screenwriter, and she lands the job of a lifetime okay. when she's hired to pen the script for a remake of the beloved holiday movie classic His. Mary Wife. Uh, now, that original was filmed in 1947 at a beautiful historic place called the Biltmore House. Um, and when the head of the studio, I guess, isn't satisfied with the ending, uh, Lucy wrote, because uh, I guess she deviated from the original's sure. feel-good conclusion, uh, he sends Lucy to the Biltmore estate for research and inspo. Sure. sure. And look at the imagery. Like, There's a little like sneak peek Ooh. of what the Biltmore house looks like. Very fancy. My definition of house... <laughs> is not what I'm seeing here in this image. This looks this like a lot of houses. This is an estate. That's like yeah. if my house was put was like put together 15 times. Sure, yeah, yeah. it would be the Biltmore House. But uh, you know, I was looking at this imagery and like there's like period like wardrobe, and I was curious. You know, you as an actor, have you ever done like any period pieces over the years? Yeah, I've done a few. Uh, I mean, I did that um, Coen Brothers movie, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which right. was set in kind of the Old West, and that was really cool, period costume-wise. I mean, because a lot of the big-budget movies, when they go to period stuff, they really undergarments mm. they try to make sort of correctly so that you feel and move differently. Yeah. And, you know, like I wore just a basic suit, but I had like a vest and then like different weird pulling shirt (laughs) kind of things underneath that are not something that we would wear nowadays. But I think I love acting in period stuff because it really does feel like you're doing the kind of classic dress up aspect of being an actor and not just like finding a character, but it really feels like the old days of like, let's be, you know, cops and robbers or uh, princesses in the knight in shining armor. And you get to really feel like totally separate from yourself. So I I always love when I think it really helps actors when they get to do period stuff. Oh yeah. And it looks like, you know, Lucy in this imagery, like she's just got this beautiful, like flowing black dress and like, like a fur sort of wrap and the jewelry. I just, I appreciate all the detail that it looks like the costume department has gone into to really setting the mood and feeling like you're transported um, in, in this film. And obviously, you know, you and I are throwbacks. We love like classic, you know, the 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like the music, the yeah. style. Um, and it looks like we're going to get a lot of that uh, in this movie. It just works so well with Christmas. It does. Like we talk about this all the time is like Christmas music, all these things. We like it to feel old old yeah. and aged and like rooted in something. And it, it definitely feels like, you know, when she goes back to the Biltmore Estate to, to do this research, we're going to get a lot of that in this film. Uh, so that film comes out this Sunday night at eight, yeah. seven central, um, on Hallmark channel. And, uh, I also want to mention that the very merry giveaway is still going on mm-hmm. as well. You know, we talked about this earlier in the season that daily there are prizes being given away. If you go to hallmarkchannel.com and just check out their sweepstakes section, uh, the grand prize, speaking of traveling and going to places where there are estates and manors and such, uh, the grand prize is a trip to London and Paris at the holiday season 2024. So go there right now while you're listening to the show. Go on your phone, your computer, wherever. Go to hallmarkchannel.com. Enter the Very Merry Giveaway. But uh, yeah, another great weekend of incredible uh, content on Hallmark Channel. So make sure you check out Countdown to Christmas, not just this weekend, but all season long. And if you're looking for something to fill your weekdays as well, they got a whole slate of programming. All the time. It's going to fill your home with merriment this holiday season. It's great. Um, All right. Should we do the countdown? Let's do it. Let's Let's get into our feels. This is good. Okay, here we go, folks. (laughs) 
taking a breath for this oh, one. Because okay. I feel go. like I'm going to shed some tears. We're going to try to pull it together. We're going to try to hold it us. together. I'm we'll just going to let whatever wants to come out, come out. Um, all right. So these are the top five things that we are thankful for here in this holiday season and especially yeah. on Thanksgiving. Um, I feel like mine, again, similar to what we did last uh, episode, they're... I'm thankful for all five of them. Yeah. So I don't want to necessarily put them as like, I'm most thankful for this and this I'm second most thankful for. Yeah. So just as I said, I'm prefacing that with, I'm equally thankful for all these things. I think that's great because it's not like we're ranking songs. No. no like, these to are be just thankful five is things that I'm that we thankful, are thankful for. for yes. And no one thing is more important Absolutely. than the other. Yeah. Um, okay. My first one on my list here is God mm. and faith. And I am extremely thankful that I have faith in my life, um, that I have faith in my family, um, that God is like a part of my life and that a part, uh, a guiding light and a sort of North Star as I make decisions about how to be a husband, how to be a father, how to be a friend, um, how to be a, an employee of a workplace, you know, um, you know, you you hear people sometimes, you know, when they win a Grammy or a big football game or whatever, they're like, yeah. thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, but there's a reason that people do that, you know, and we, you know, we try to keep relatively secular on this show, you know, um, but at the same time, we also don't shy away from who we are as people. And we've talked before that we're, you know, people of faith. Right. And, you know, we try not to shove it down anybody's throat. But, you know, my being a, a good Midwestern Lutheran boy growing up, you know, my my approach to faith was always live a good, positive, joyful, helpful life as you go through the world. And you don't have to shove your faith down anybody's throat. But if you live a way that feels different to people and they go, what is it about that guy? He just seems to like be happy all the time and things are going well for him and thing, he just seems to have a effervescence as he goes through life. I want, What's different about him? And then when somebody asks you that and you say, well, one of the reasons is I have a belief in God and I believe that he has good plans for my life and yeah. I'm able to move through the world knowing that. And so that's what we've even told our kids. We're like, you know, you don't have to, you can absolutely be proud of who you are and proud of your faith and what you believe, but you don't have to shove it down people's throat. But if you live in a way that is inspiring to people, people will ask, what is it about you that it's making you like that? And that's an opportunity to talk about your faith. So, yeah. so my number one thing is, uh, is God and faith. I love that, that I'm thankful for. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It can be a rock, you know, yeah. as, as we talk about in the last episode, the, you know, this too shall pass, you know, is it, to have something to hold on to when life feels like um, it's spinning around yep. you um, is, is vital, I think. Um, all right, so the first one I want to share is, is our show. Yeah. And, and the community that we get to connect with um, all around the world. You know, I, it, it brings a smile to my face and it just like, I you know, went to the post office earlier today and, you know, my daughter Emerson is like, she likes to be a part of this now because yeah. she knows that like, whenever I go to the post office with her, we're going to walk down the hallway and we're going to take the key and she knows where the box is now. And there might be a package in there or there might be a key inside of it where we get to go a bigger package, open it up. And I get to tell her, you know, it's really cool. I'm going to get choked up talking about it, but I, I get to share with her, you know, this is what I do. And Eric and I had this idea to do this show and talk about something that we love. And there are people around the world that really connect with what we talk about. And so they want to send us little gifts to 
to say thank you and that this show means something to them. And when I opened up the box this morning, I was, you know, I was by myself and to see that key in there and then to see that festive bag and to think that this person, you know, in New York City somehow found our podcast and our show connected with that person enough that she wanted to go shopping for ornaments for us yeah. and pick us out this card that she probably knew that would connect with us yeah. in some way. And then to see the way the community, you know, the Christmas countdown crew on Facebook, you know, we chatted about this, I think in a bonus episode, um, about, you know, a, a member who was battling, you know, breast cancer and how, when she shared that information in the group, like it was just like every person like was like, we're so praying for yeah. you. We're thinking about you. We're sending light and energy your way that this little thing that we just started for fun in our garages, um, that it's grown into this. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about like, you know, the messages we receive about people say like, this helped me through a tough time. And like, from a personal standpoint, like, you know, season one, I was in a really hard place mentally and emotionally. And, you know, we work wasn't happening, happening in our industry. And we just had a kid and you're just, you're, you're a parent, you're human stressing out about like, the security of the world and the safety of your children and your own well-being and all that sort of stuff. But every week I got to walk out to the garage and sit in front of this microphone and chat with Eric and laugh and cry and reminisce. And it became a light for me and in, in my life and to, to know that I could show up and just say what I was feeling and what I was thinking and that other people connected with it. It, it, it helped me yeah. a lot. And so I'm just uh, really, really, really grateful for that. Love it, dude. Love it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all right. My uh, next one that I have on my list here is going to be my family. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it probably goes without saying, but, uh, you know, Danny and I obviously talk about our families a lot. Um, we're, we're, we're both dads. We're both husbands. Um I think we both really take that responsibility incredibly seriously um, and incredibly uh, thankfully that we're uh, able to have families and that we're able to have, you know, healthy, happy families. You know, you you see, you know, obviously going to St. Jude um, a couple weeks ago really kind of um, just hammered home that it's not always sunshine and rainbows yeah. uh, with your kids, uh, you know, when it comes to health. And we're incredibly blessed and lucky that our kids are alive and are thriving and are healthy. Um, you know, my uh, my my best friend uh, Miguel Cervantes, who plays Hamilton uh, on Broadway, his. Um, his family's gone through a really hard time over the last, you know, five years. Um, his daughter Adelaide um, was born with um, really a lot of major, major health issues. Um, one of the main ones being uh, she had a bad, very rare case of epilepsy, um, and she passed away right before her fourth birthday. Um, and so, watching my best friend and and his wife Kelly who you know I consider one of my best friends and their son Jackson go through that whole experience um was challenging and also makes you appreciative of of 
where you're at um, yeah. and you try to be supportive and you can't say like, I know what you're feeling because you don't know what they're feeling, yeah. but all you can be is be a good friend. Um, little bit of promotion. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, uh, Miguel's wife, has a new book called Normal Broken that just mm. came out actually um, this past, uh, when you're hearing this, it will have just come out a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it's a great book uh, dealing with their family's journey through grief. Um, so if you uh, are dealing with that or have dealt with grief in any kind of way, um, I definitely recommend it. So you can check that out, Normal Broken uh, by Kelly Cervantes. Yeah, we'll put the link. Yeah, we'll put that in the show link. Um, but I'm thankful for, for my family, you know, that I have two kids who I could not be more proud of. I could not be more grateful for, inspired by. I look at them and I just like, I want them to stop <laughs> growing up. You know, I'm always like, stop growing. You know, Sophie's 13 now and she's so tall and long and she just looks like, an adult person and you know miles is eight and is just like the perfect little boy right now and he's at such an awesome age and lisa my wife is so amazing and doing amazing things in her life and career and things are really taking off for her and and i just feel you know all i wanted to be when i was a kid was a dad Mm -hmm. like i remember being on like soccer teams when i was in fourth grade and not thinking like, I want to be a professional soccer player, but I was thinking like, I can't wait to be a suburban dad with tall <laughs> socks and be coaching my son's soccer team. Yeah. Like I, mem- I remember feeling that when I was a kid yeah. and, and always just wanting to be a dad and like be a cheesy dad, to be a overbearing dad, to be a dad that made jokes that his whole family's like, dad, you know, like I, I, all of, all of the parts of being a dad is all I ever really wanted in life. And to, you know, just see that I'm been so blessed with um, Lisa and Sophie and Miles and, and my extended family as well, but this is mostly just about my nuclear family. Um, I just feel uh, incredibly blessed and thankful that, that they are healthy and they're happy and they are in my life. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so next for me, um, I'm going to chat about my career. Okay. You know, um, I look at when I was 18 years old and graduated high school and was like, you know, unfortunately just because of like, you know, family finances at the time, I had applied to one college. It was a private school I got in, but we just couldn't afford for me to go and I didn't qualify for any scholarships, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to a community college and I remember like thinking as I was sitting there in those classes, learning about this industry that just intrigued me, you know, ever since when I was a kid, like watching my, my, my birth father, you know, performing on stage or when I'd go to CNBC and watch my stepdad, you know, do what he was doing with Tom Snyder and Charles Grodin, all these people. I just remember feeling this electricity when I would be in those spaces of like, wow, how cool to be a part of this. Yeah. How cool. And then being like late teens and going, okay, so I can sit here and I can read in a book about how you do these sorts of things, or I can take this leap of faith, this thing that I feel inside of me. And even though a lot of people are going to question my decision to drop out of school and just go work, I have this feeling inside of me that this is what I should be doing. Yeah. And then to look at like all the work that I did and 
refusing to do it in a way that threw people under the bus or that undercut people or whatever, just to always do it with integrity and to feel like so many times like, oh, it'd be so much easier if I just did it that way because look at all these people succeeding, right. but refusing and then to see the fruits of the labor pay off and for the last 15 plus years to be able to do something that I genuinely love. Yeah, I love, it stresses me out to no <laughs> end, but it stresses me out because I care. You know, like Derek Jeter had this great, quote about baseball he said the day that i stop getting butterflies walking up into the batter's box is the day that i know that it's time for me to retire because yeah. it doesn't matter to me anymore yeah. and so i know that the reason i get stressed out and the way that i'm meticulous is just because i care about it so much and because i love it i love being able to share people's stories i think it is a gift to be able to be trusted by these people and the work that I do to like share their story with the world and to have millions of dollars that are on the line, I realize the responsibility that comes with that. And as you know, Eric, like in this business that there are no guarantees to be able to say for the last 15 years that I, I'm a producer, that I get to do that. And I get to work with so many great people like John, you know, and now John is here in our studio. It's like, it's such a gift. Um, to do what I do and to know that I love it. And now with what we have built here, that now all these skills that I've gained over the years, I get to put those to use for us to build our own thing yeah. and us to tell the stories that we're excited about and to shine a light on other people like Megan and Danielle and Ben and, you know, and to have Chris and to form these relationships. Like it truly is, is a gift. Um, and I don't take it for granted. And um, I'm just so darn grateful that I get to say that this is what I do. Love that. Yeah, that's true. I love that. Um, all right. My next one here. Uh, I am thankful for the good old US of A. <laughs> I am extremely thankful to be American and yeah. to live in America. And I know that we have a lot of um, listeners that listen to us all over the world. Uh, and this is not a America's better than everywhere else kind of uh, statement. This is just I, I love to be American. <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that I was born on Flag Day and I've always <laughs> just felt like really patriotic. Like yeah. I've, I've really, I don't know why. I, I, I just really, I love America. <laughs> I know it sounds so lame and cheesy or something, but like I do. I really, whenever we like say prayers as a family, I always am like, I pray for our country. I'm, I'm, pray that I'm thankful that we live in this country because as hard as anything is in our lives, the state of the world right now is hard. Yeah. And there is, there are bad things happening in the world and in a lot of places. And there are people that are living their lives on whatever side of whatever conflict you might be thinking of right now that are not safe. Yeah. They're not safe and they are not, necessarily involved in whatever's happening around them but they live a life that is not safe right for themselves or their kids and <clears throat> i can't even fathom living a life like that yeah. you know anytime we're bothered by traffic or gas prices or anything that we complain about here in the states if you just take a second to go it could be so much worse yeah and so, again, this is not a, like, I'm 
just glad I'm not living there. It's just that I am glad that I was born in America because I could have been born in a million other places on this earth, but I was born in America. And I'm very thankful that I got to grow up in peace. I've never had to go to war. I've never had war around me, you know? And so, again, I I apologize if people are like, you know, America has problems. Yes, America has problems. Every country has problems. But I just feel... I just feel incredibly blessed to be an American citizen and to yeah. be raising my family here in America. Um, and so that's my, uh, that's my number three is uh, the good old U S of a. Yeah. I mean, there is um, a lot of gratitude in the peace of mind, right? Yeah. You know, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, you know, like I, I live in my hometown, you know, where I grew up and all growing up, I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. Right. This town is boring. There's nothing to right. do here. And then I went and lived other places that I enjoyed that experience. I enjoyed living in LA and I enjoyed living in New York. But like when I thought about like raising my children and what I wanted them to grow up around, it was stability. It was safety. Um, You know, and so that is, it is a a privilege that we have here in the U.S. that so many of us. That we need to be thankful for. That we need to be thankful for. And to sort of like recognize that it is a privilege and to think more about people elsewhere who aren't, weren't born in, you know, and they just have to be born in that country and they they don't want the conflict, you know, and to just put love out into the world and let them know that like there are other people in the world and maybe those people are listening to our show right now and to hear that people in America care about them. Absolutely. Um, And it's not about politics. It's just about humanity. Um, And we want, we want this same thing for everybody. I think is really the moral story. And, I think that connects to my next one, which is, I was thinking about this, you know, as I was putting the list together and, you know, you, you touched on it a bit, this idea of there's so much going on in in the world. Right. And I think there's always been things going on in the world. I think we're just more exposed to it now than we used to be because there's cameras everywhere and you can just go online and boom, you can access any, any horrible thing like that. Um, But what I am grateful for is that even though there is all of this, information and shocking stories and imagery that we're exposed to and horrible things that are happening in this world. I am thankful that there are strong and brave voices in the world. Yeah. The people in our world who are willing to stand up and to fight against tyranny and hatred and exclusionary sort of like practices, um, because it can be scary yeah. to, especially now with all the imagery that can be out there. And if you say something on social media or someone captures a video of you saying something, the whole world can see it. And now do you have a target on your back? You know, so I think this idea that there are people who are willing to say, I don't care. What is happening in this situation is not right. And I don't agree with it. And I'm going to stand up and say my piece, yeah. you know, obviously on a personal level, you know, when it comes to, you know, disability rights and equity, you know, that there's so many incredible, you know, people from like Justin Dart, who was like one of the the leaders of the ADA, uh, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act, and even like modern day voices that are changing the landscape of what's happening in the world around like disability inclusion and disability rights. You know, I think about a friend of mine, Tiffany Yu, who runs an organization called Diversability, um, which is amazing. Um, I'm just thankful for people who, because it is easy, especially when you grow up in a part of the world where like things are 
good other you know otherwise to just be like oh well do i really want to ruffle feathers like to be willing to say you know what i am going to do this and i don't care how people react because it's time that this thing changes um so for all of you who fought for anything out there in the world that mattered to you that advanced humanity um and equal rights um, and access for everyone. I'm just grateful for all of you. So strong voices and, and courageous voices. I'm grateful for. Yeah, I like that. Very good. Um, all right, my number two top five things I'm thankful for. Yeah, um, is kind of one that you kind of said uh, is my career, uh, but I guess more specifically the fact that I have a passion in mm. my life. And that I'm able to do that passion. Yeah. Because uh, I am hyper aware and always have been, which is what has always bothered me about any actors that get kind of self-righteous and, you know, like very self-important and anything that is like, you need to listen to me because I'm an important person. You know, anybody that does that, I'm always like, we have the best job as entertainers. Like we get to play and we're not, you know, I always say like, I'm not laying brick. You know, (laughs) I have plenty of friends that I grew up with that are laying brick. Right. And I mean that literally they are construction workers and they sell insurance and they work in a factory, you know, 10 hours a day. And, have a much, much harder life. Now, are there times where I wish that I had the financial stability of maybe a job that's like laying brick? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I do. (laughs) But I'm also hyper aware that to go through life and have a job or career that you may not have a passion for, but you're supporting your family with, that's not a shot on anybody because that is extremely commendable to do that and to sometimes swallow a dream that you might have because you know that you have to do something to provide for your family. I've been incredibly blessed enough that I've been able to support a family for 20 years as a professional actor. Um, But I am, like I said, I'm hyper aware of how rare that is, how blessed I am, how lucky I am that things have fallen my way. Do I think that I have a talent? I do. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of myself. I believe in my abilities. But I also know that so much of this industry is luck. And, yeah. and being in the right place at the right time and the right minute to catch someone's eye at just the right way. So I just feel so thankful and blessed to that God has put a passion in my heart that I, lo- I love acting. I love it. I love it so deeply. I think about it all the time. I never get tired of it. I've never had a moment in my life where I've been like, I don't want to act. Mm-hmm. Like any time, given any opportunity to be performing a character and learning a script and a song and stuff like that, always gets my juices going. I always get excited about it. I always feel like my most true self when I'm doing it. I feel like my most like, yes, this is, I'm not faking anything. Like my excitement to be walking into a rehearsal hall is genuine every single time. And so I feel incredibly thankful that I have a passion, that I've been given the ability to do that passion, and that I've been lucky enough for that passion to be able to support me and my family for the last 20 years. Yeah. 
It's a gift. And I'm sure it's something that so many people out there connect with, you know, whether your passion is cars, whatever or, it is, yeah. you know, they're inventing or drawing, whatever it is like to be able to do what you love, yeah. what to find something you love yeah. and to be able to do it. What a yeah. gift. Yeah. Um, all right. Number two for me is something that I know we've talked about here on the show before. Um, it's possibly the most personal thing to me. Uh, is modern medicine, you know, with, you talk about wanting to be a dad, right? Mm -hmm. Like, knowing since you were young that like, this is something that was like in your, your code as a human being to be like, I am meant to be a dad. Yeah. I'm sure there's no, like, I'm meant to be a mom. Like you just, you, you feel there's something in you that says, I, this is me. Yeah. And that was so much a part of my identity. Um, you know, being the oldest of five and just being from a huge family and working with kids for so long, you know, I just, it was this assumption that I had for a long time that like, oh, when I'm ready and when I make, I'm responsible and I make that right decision that financially, you know, my partner and I, we can do this, blah, 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 I'll be a dad, you know, and then to not have it go that way for three years and to not know if it would ever go that way, um, but then to live in a time where we're so fortunate, not just to live in this country that we live in, where we can get access to these things, you know, it costs a lot of money and we got a lot of work to do there. Um, that fertility treatment does exist. And I know that it impacts millions of people all around the world. And I know that we're so fortunate to have access to the care that we got. We're so fortunate that it worked. And that it worked the first time. Um, and that the second time we didn't even need fertility treatment, you know, that, that we had Riley. Um, but I'm just so grateful that this thing that I knew was in me that I get to do it. Yeah. You know, and I look at my kids all the time and I go, God, there was no guarantee that you were even going to be here, you know, but also like. You talk about red lights and green lights. We talked about this on the show that like if it had happened in the way that I always thought that it would, like Emerson wouldn't be here. Like everything we went through led us to her, to us and us to her. And, you know, as it pertains to like, you know, her disability that, you know, that again, with modern medicine that these procedures have been done so many times, you know, it was so terrifying back in 20, 2021 when she went in, for surgery, you know, on her hand. But like the fact that we had seen all this imagery and this doctor was so well educated and had so many colleagues around the world that he could confer with and that we could talk to, that we had access to all these people and that we knew as parents that we were making the best decision that we could make for her. You know, Um, I think about people who don't have access to that and I feel for them, you know, um, because it's a hard enough decision to make when you do have access to the best healthcare, you know, some of the best healthcare in the world. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have my kids, um, because of it. And that, you know, my kid has the best chance at, you know, just fully utilizing her body in the way that it's made because of modern medicine. So grateful for that. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. It is wild to think about all the different ways that uh, children come or don't come into the world. Right. 
I'm trying to find the right words here. <laughs> uh, and to think how much a little turn right or left in your mm-hmm. life, you know, yeah. you know, I think about sometimes like, you know, if I had not accepted that job at the barn, I never would have met Lisa. Right. And these two amazing kids, Sophie and Miles, wouldn't exist. And like, that's such a weird thing to think about when I was 19 and sitting in my college off campus house being like, yeah. I don't know, should I go work at the barn in Michigan or I could go do this job in a riverboat in Iowa? Uh, I think I'm going to go to Michigan. Yeah. But like, had I taken this other job, I maybe never met Lisa. Right. And then like this amazing person, Sophie, and this amazing person, Miles, wouldn't exist. Like that's so weird yeah. to think about that. I know. I just think it's, you know, the universe, God, whatever you sort of yeah. subscribe to, I just feel like, again, it's those when you're driving and the red lights and the green lights of just like, no, you're, no, you're, this is where you need to go because the bigger plan is that spirit of Miles, that spirit of Emerson and Riley, Sophie, like they want to, it's the ideas, you know, thing of like ideas want to be living, breathing things. And um, I think their spirits, need to be in the world yeah yeah um all right my last one is not nearly as emotional my last one is <laughs> nice and joyful um, my last one is christmas coziness Ooh, okay i'm thankful for christmas music christmas lights fireplaces balsam tree candles <laughs> gingerbread cookies like all of the things that make what this podcast was essentially born out of yeah i'm thankful for those things you know um, I, this again, I'm making this much more light, lighthearted <laughs> on my last one. You know, we, Danny and I love Christmas. And I think the, the reason is all of these deep emotional things that we've talked about, but it's also just the, the gosh darn coziness of it. It's so you know, darn there's cozy, something yeah. about that, just that huge feeling, <laughs> you know, we've talked about huge yeah. before that, you know, uh, sort of Scandinavian term for just coziness, warmth, happiness, cozy warmness is, yeah. you know, and, and so that's my number one thing that I'm thankful. Again, those are not in any order. That's right. just five things that I'm thankful for. But my last one is Christmas coziness and all that goes along with it. It brought it full circle. You brought yeah. it back to the show, yeah. you know, and, and, and the season and why yeah. we sit in this room and chat, you know, for hour, hour and a half or whatever it is, wherever we sit here is like, it almost feels like we are, I don't know, paying our respects, you know, to this thing that we are so grateful for and hopefully reminding people of, you know, or to be aware of, you know, when there's so much that's trying to draw your attention away from like the good, yeah, um, that we can remind you of all the good. And that's why we wanted to do this thankful episode, um, just to remind all of you out there who may be going through great times, maybe going through challenging times that they're, that even though the news may try to convince you a lot of the time that there's nothing good happening out in the world. There is so much good happening in the world and there's so much good in your life right now if you just sit down and write a list like we did of five, 10 things. Because then what will happen is you'll start realizing like, oh, well, I'm also grateful for this. It's like you're shifting your mentality and then you're like, I don't know, the sun seems to shine a little bit brighter. The air seems to smell a little bit sweeter. You feel a little taller. You know, so, so lean into that. I, I challenge actually everyone, you know, who's listening to this episode to make a list. Um, you don't have to share it with anyone. Yeah. You can just be your own thing that you put together and just remind yourself of things that you're thankful for. Um, 
And before I share my last, uh, you know, if you guys haven't, you know, rated and reviewed the show, please make sure you do that. Uh, you can also watch these episodes on youtube.com slash countdown network. You can also follow us on all the socials, uh, at Christmas countdown show. Um, the last one for me is, is my family, you know, and, and my, my chosen family, which are my, some of my dearest friends, um, in the world. You know, I think prior to the last few years of life, I always just sort of walk through my day to day with this like assumption of like, oh yeah, people will always be there for me. You know, I have all these people that I care about and maybe to an extent I took for granted, I think maybe how much they loved me and how much they cared about me, you know, and when, when things got really hard, you know, a couple of years ago, just to be able to call people and to have them show up. And when they would show up that there was no look of fear on their face. There was no look of fear in their eyes. It was just like, okay, this is what we're going through and we're going to get through this. You know, I think of all the times that, you know, my wife Lynn would sit with me, you know, when I was having panic attacks and stuff and how she would just help me through those times, you know, just to have that, that person, those people who don't run away from you, but they lean into you more. That is such a gift, you know? Um, And I think I was priding myself for so many years, my entire life on being that for other people, you know, that I don't think I fully realized how there were people around me that wanted to be that for me. And that is my family. That's my folks. That's my siblings. It's my wife. It's, you know, it's friends like Eric and uh, so many of my other close friends like Jason and Jeff and Noe and um, just people, Mike, who I can be so honest and real with. And, you know, that's why I say chosen family, because like you're born into a family, but I think you meet people in life who become like, sure, they become like blood to you and you would do anything for them and they would do anything for you. And so what I would encourage everybody to do out there is to reach out to those people and now and to tell them exactly what they mean to you a moment that you shared a memory just the time that they just called and said i love you yeah. you know when you went you through just sending a text to people yeah. and saying thinking about you yeah glad you're my friend out of the blue that means so much to people and Sometimes I think that we as people want to say thank you to those people in our lives that have been so influential and helpful, but we're like, well, how do I, what's the entry point into that conversation? And I don't want to like, I don't know if they're ready for it or if they're in the right mood, just a simple text thinking about you. Glad you're my friend. Yeah. That's it. Out of the blue. You do. And they don't even need to respond. They may just like it. Know that that's enough. Yeah. That those little touch points will mean something to people. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving Day right now if you're listening to this on release day. So open up your phone. Think of just three, five people in your life. Could be family, could be friends, colleagues, and just say, hey, I'm thankful for you. Yep. And just imagine like 
the ripple that that could create. And then maybe that person texts five and five and five. And before you know it, maybe millions of people are texting each other just saying, hey, I'm thankful for you. Yeah. And then you get a text from somebody that you haven't heard from in like 10 years. And they're like, I'm thankful for you. And you're like, how'd you think what to do this? In and they're the like, world? well, so-and-so told me. And they told them. And they told them. And it gets all the way back to you. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. man. This is a good list. Yeah. I'm actually real. This was maybe my favorite one we've done this uh, this season. Yeah, so. I agree. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us and uh, uh, crying with us. <laughs> crying with us, and uh, you know, hopefully, you're having a great Thanksgiving day if you're listening to this a, a day or two after, uh, or even weeks, months, years later. Hopefully, you're having a great day, um, and we're thankful for you, all of our listeners who have been with us, whether you were with us from. Day one out in the garage or your, uh, this is your first episode you're checking out. Uh, we thank you for spending some time with us. Hopefully we've added a, a little bit of positivity and joy to your life. Uh, and we, we beseech you to go and do that to those in your circles. Yes. So uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, and also Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. We will see you on the next one. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you. Love you. That was awesome, dude.